0: Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 72 of The Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey there, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you have joined us as we continue down the path this week. We are uh, smack dab in the middle of a series called Your Part Matters, talking about um, how we are all gifted in very specific ways to serve the body of Christ, to... Um, encourage one another and to honor our Creator. And so um, over the next few minutes, Derek, if you would just kind of recap what we talked about yesterday. We looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which is sort of um, one of those pivotal chapters for this topic in Scripture. And um, so so give us a recap and then give us some handles to hold on to through this week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Paul uh, addresses the Corinthian church in a similar way that he addressed the Ephesians Church mm-hmm. but this the the purpose of his addressing them is very specific to in a situation that was going on in their midst yeah um, the Corinthian church was a mess mm. um, you know th- this is first Corinthians but it's it's likely the second letter Paul wrote to them yeah, yeah it's it's most likely, he because he had heard on the street and from others what was taking place in in at the Church of Corinth. He wrote them initially. Mm-hmm. They wrote him back, and then he responds to that.
0: Yeah. Um. Doesn't even say at one point, like as I wrote to you before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. So this is this is a um. There's there's a lot going on, and then he has to again dress them uh, again. So yeah. in in Second Corinthians or the third letter to the Corinthian church, mm-hmm. so we you know we see these things. He's he's dealing with specific situations, uh, some sin that was taking place. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, some some sexual sin, um, um, but also some some fighting that was taking place among them. And we understand that he's addressing spiritual gifts because this church had had. Um, come to the point where some were gifted with a very visible gift from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So we talked about two weeks ago in a fee, uh, the Ephesus passage, how Paul uh, notes that Jesus ascended into heaven mm-hmm. and came and gave gifts accordingly as, as he desired, as he uh, saw fit, as he yeah. had the grace to give those. It was according to his grace and according to what he wanted to do right and so you know this this heavenly gift if you will the spiritual gifting that the holy spirit uh, gives to his followers at conversion um, you know is it's it's not just you know it's not just a a talent or a um, something natural to us it's no. something supernatural
0: right right
1: and so these supernatural gifts were Given to these Corinthian, uh, the members of this Corinthian church, and some of them were more visible. Yeah, and particularly we understand from other passages that one of those gifts that was elevated among the congregation, among the people, was um, the gift of speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a very visible gift, right? Right. Uh, uh, A gift that's amazing uh, when you when you see it everyone sees it when yeah when you hear it everyone hears it and so in in a twisted way they'd taken this supernatural gift this unnatural gift yeah. that they'd received from the Holy Spirit and they began to elevate it among above other gifts
0: mm-hmm.
1: while at the same time diminishing hidden gifts or gifts that were not as visible yeah.
0: behind the scenes type uh, yeah yeah absolutely yeah.
1: And we don't know what those are uh, necessarily. We just know that they weren't as um, boisterous or as visible or mm-hmm. as, um, you know. Prominent. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. is a good word. So Paul's addressing that in this passage. Mm-hmm. Paul is addressing that um, they've really gotten it all mixed up. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this church was a, a church of messy people. Now, it's easy for us to look and point and say oh that right you know, should never be done or whatever but you know I think it's important to realize that you know there have been churches that split over you know a, a, the color of a carpet yeah. or you know the type of seating mm-hmm. that will be used and you know and, and we understand people get very impassioned about those things and and you know decide to focus on those things right so what, what I want to say is that the modern church is not different than the than ancient church dealing mm-hmm. with similar things because these people are people. Yeah. They are redeemed sinners, mm-hmm. but sinners nonetheless. Right, And if we are not walking in the Spirit or walking with Christ as we should— it's easy for us to fall back into the old way of living. Yeah. Paul addresses this church says that there's Jews that are a part of this church, there's Greeks that are part of this church. Mm-hmm. Jew and Gentile part of the same church. Yeah. Com- two completely different walks of life. Yeah. God brought together.
0: Yeah, two different God, racial groups even.
1: God yeah. redeemed, saved. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. this is a you know, a racial issue. Yeah. Then he says, "Hey, some of you were slaves." Mhm. Some of you were free. Talk about a totally different way of thinking yeah. and a totally different way of life. If you are free, you live a certain way. If you yeah. have been enslaved, you see life totally differently. Right. But God in his sovereignty, God in his gracious love and mercy, and God in his amazing salvation um, work mm-hmm. in these people's lives, brought them out of these spots into yeah. different lives. So there are people there that were you know redeemed sinners from all walks of life bringing all those things in. Yeah. it gets messy, right. And the same thing today I think you know um, I think any any age of the church you, sure. you see people coming from different walks of life and, and with different mindsets and different thoughts of mm-hmm. how things should be done.
0: Which is the, that's the beauty of the gospel. Oh, it's the beauty. That, that we yeah. talked about. We, you mentioned this yesterday, or at least touched on it. The fact that, that the gospel brings people together that have nothing in common. Right. Other than the gospel. Right. And and that's what is so incredible about the church and so beautiful to see. Oh, yeah. Um, that God takes people who have, who normally, outside of the church, would they would not get together. Right. Not that they would be at, at war with each other, but they're just, you know, they're doing their own thing. But... You don't see that in any other organization on the planet outside the church. You have these people that come from drastically different backgrounds that are coming together for the same purpose. Yeah. And um, and you don't see that anywhere else.
1: Yeah. And Paul tells us the thing unites us is that we are one body, mm-hmm. many parts, yep. but one body under Christ. Yeah. And he says we all are um, immersed or baptized yeah. into this body by the spirit he yeah. says that we are uh, one spirit under one spirit and we drink in the same spirit is mm-hmm. what he says so it's, it's that beautiful picture of Christ has brought you here yeah and that's the banner that you should be under not under the banner of look at my spiritual gift yeah. and how great it is and look at how small and insignificant un, your gift is yeah. and so he dives in and he says listen We are all here with our different parts, with our different gifts, Mm -hmm. to utilize them for one purpose, one goal, uh, under one banner of Christ. Paul even says, uh, toward the end of this passage, he says, listen, you are given different gifts so that there would be no division. Mm -hmm. And yet you are divided. Right, because of
0: your gifts, it's ludicrous. Yeah. You know, it's it's you did the exact opposite thing of what yeah. you're supposed to do with this, and that's
1: yeah. that's you know the the importance of noting how messy church can be. Yeah, you know, one of the things I failed to mention yesterday that I really wanted to, and just I get down a different side, you know, different track. <laughs> yeah, but you know, church is messy, and unfortunately, because church can be messy just like in this church people will get hurt. Yeah. And so I know that there are people listening yesterday maybe today in our congregation that have been a part of other congregations and have been hurt by those people. Yeah. And I hate that and I'm so sorry that that's happened. Mm-hmm. And 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 I have to say that you know we're we're messy here too. And we might un we might do the same thing. I hope not. Yeah. Because I hope we will be undivided. I I pray that we will be indivisible I pray that we will be mm-hmm. united under the banner of Christ here and that we can always um, be there but we we are messy people yeah. and and that's just part of what we have to navigate and figure out right but all that to say is that if that is you and you have been hurt I want you to hear so clearly you are not insignificant mm-hmm. your gift is valuable. Yeah. You are vital to this church
0: Absolutely. and what
1: God wants to do in it and through it. And just because you've been hurt and maybe someone has demeaned you before, that is not right and it does not reflect what Jesus thinks of you and what Jesus wants to do with the gift he's given you. Mm-hmm. It's significant, it is vital, it's important. Yeah. And uh and I think that that's that's you know, very important for us to understand yeah. and, and and realize. Uh, so Paul continues to address this situation. And Paul, um, because they had elevated this <coughs> gift of, of speaking in tongues and they had elevated this visible gift, Paul addresses, you know, these gifts that are hidden. He doesn't say what they are, but he likens them to a human body, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and that's the whole picture here is this... We are the body of Christ. We are the appendages of Christ. Yeah. And so he says, listen, in fact, those that are hidden, those gifts that are hidden, like on the human body, the gifts, the, the parts that we hide mm-hmm. are of greater honor and deserve greater respect because, and those are, I, it was the, I don't know, it was funny to me, it <laughs> got some giggles. Yeah. But it's when, you know, Paul is talking about private parts, yeah. hidden parts. Right. And so I said, you know, now you can say my preacher talked about private parts today. So, <laughs> which we did, but yeah. I didn't know another way to say it. But all that to say, he says, listen, those that are seemingly lesser gifts are actually more honorable, mm-hmm. and um, and then he goes on to say, you know, if everyone was an ear, how would we see? Yeah. If everyone was an eye, how would we hear? And so on and so forth. Yeah. Which makes a great point is that every part of the body, every Gift of the body has a specific role to achieve, for the purpose of being effective for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we we take what we learned in most recent revelation series, the, the how Jesus addresses these seven churches that are really at the precipice of the rest of the world mm-hmm. uh, in their day. Uh, it's the, they're in the they're in the cr- the cradle. Uh, of of civilization, mm-hmm. and they are representing Christ to the rest of the world, literally. Yeah. There were some that were very effective, and there were some that got were con- condemned or had a condemnation right. from Jesus because of their ineffectiveness. Mm-hmm. And so what Paul's addressing is a church in Corinth that is on the cusp of being ineffective because of all these things going on. Yeah and what we must understand is that the enemy would love for us to continue to be ineffective. Yeah. He'd love for us to turn inward and look at ourselves and look at, you know, elevate me and Derek and what I'm about rather than elevating Christ and using my gift to elevate Christ, yeah. using my gift to serve the body to mm-hmm. be unified and be un, to be indivisible yeah. as as a body. Right. Uh, that's the enemy would love no more than to get us turning inward, looking at ourselves and keep us from using our gifts, not to serve our own uh, selfish, um, you know, our selfish agenda, mm-hmm. but rather to use our gifts as God has given us, to discover them, to figure out what they are if we don't know.
0: Right. And
1: say, how can I serve the body? How can I lift others up? How can I be unified under the banner of Christ, sharing with yeah. the world what Christ wants to do and then be an effective church for the gospel and for his kingdom absolutely and so um uh, maybe if you don't mind you know how to what is that how does that strike you just this idea of you know the enemy's trying to do this i think i think division and those kind of inward looking things and where we elevate and we're not unified i think our spiritual warfare how how does that strike you just thinking about it
0: yeah i think um like We were talking before we started here, and I think that a lot of times we look or we expect the um, the attacks of Satan to be like these grand, you know, you see the fires of hell and there's a demon there and, and he's attacking. And, and I think that so often, and in fact, the vast majority of the time, that is not how it's going to happen. Ninety-nine percent of the time, that's not how it's going to happen. What it's going to be is these little tiny pop-ups of... You know, you are a little more important than that next person, and then you go, "Yeah, I am a little more important than that next person." What I'm doing is more visible and it's more important, therefore, I'm better than that person. And that's just that little seed of disunity, the little seed of division, and then it it starts to grow. and And so, I think for for us, I think it's it's a um, it, it's a matter of being watchful and being on guard, because I think so often we. We could look around, and, and I think we could look around here at Lafayette first and go, well, we don't really have like these major divisions going on right now. And no, we don't. We don't have major divisions right now, thank God. However, it very quickly and very easily could turn—things could turn into major divisions where, you know— I'm upset about to use your example, I'm upset about the color of the carpet. And so that turns into something crazy. Or I don't like this that they did, or I don't like how that happens, or I wish they would do this, you know, and and those little things pop up and, and they if we're if we're not careful, it turns into divisions. And that is absolutely spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times we don't we're we, we come we become very aloof and very Um, naive to think that that's not happening, to think that spiritual warfare is not going on, because it is. Scripture tells us over and over and over again, spiritual warfare is happening at all times. Oh, yeah. Whether you're aware of it or not, whether you care or not, it's happening at all times. Mm -hmm. And so I think for us, I think this is a great reminder, um, Ephesians 12, I mean, um, 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4, that they're great reminders of the fact that um, our faith is not a passive thing. It very much is an active thing. We are on guard. We are um, engaged in what God is doing in our lives. We are actively using the gifts that God has given us to maintain that unity because I think maintaining unity, while it's not it's not the primary objective of Christianity, I think it's up there. It's, it is so important because Jesus tells us, that people will know that we are His followers by the way that we love one another, mm-hmm. and you cannot love somebody that you are divided with. Yeah, and and um, and so we have to maintain that unity so that we maintain our witness, so that we maintain our um, footing as in this battle against uh, Satan and and evil and sin. And it's so vitally important that we that we remember that that's going on around us, and we don't just. Float through life thinking, yeah, I've, you know, I'm I'm good. I go to church. I do my thing. I don't really get on step on anybody's toes, but that's not that's not how it works.
1: <laughs> well, you, you made a great point. If okay, so you know those things are not happening now here at our church, right? We we need to be more watchful Absolutely. because yeah, that's exactly when the enemy mm-hmm. would love to come in and derail something for
0: sure. For you sure. know,
1: one of the things I said yesterday, I believe this, I I believe that since I arrived, is that this church is on the cusp of doing something great for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And that's not to t- tout our own agenda or toot our own horn. It's just because I think God wants to do something here. Yeah, and, and I think that because of many reasons. Number one, just how he has arranged our team to be ready for such a time as this, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, uh, some churches did, are not surviving COVID. Yeah. But through through it all, it's been hard and continues to be hard, it you know we we were ready to face it. Sure. Uh, with you know being able to be online, being digital, being present online, mm-hmm. uh, all those things, you know, we we were prepared for that, and I think God orchestrated that for such a time as this. Yeah. Uh, I think there's more work to be done. There is growth in our community yeah. coming. Um, when when I came here, you know, and I, I kind of looked at beforehand, hey, is this a place I want to come? You know, I spoke with someone and my heart was always revitalization anyway. Mm-hmm. But I spoke with someone that knew the area and they said, you know, unfortunately, it's not really a growing area like yeah. like the one I was in. I was in. Cobb County, but the funny thing is, is I was in Cobb County and we couldn't grow. Mm. You know, it, it's hard to grow there too. Yeah, Just because the population is growing doesn't mean your church will automatically grow. Right. Some people will say that, but it's not necessarily the case. True. So they didn't bother me, but you know, people did not expect the growth coming to Lafayette. That's coming now. Right. It's not like Cobb County. Sure, and and a lot of people are glad about that, but <laughs> yeah. it's still growing because we are related to Chattanooga. There's a lot of people that are trying to get out of the out of the city to come. Mm-hmm. They still drive there to work, but they want to live here. There are people coming from Metro Atlanta that's just continuing to swell.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, out into places like uh, Cartersville and mm-hmm. and coming and and those areas all around that not are not necessarily Metro Atlanta, but that's just the swell of that area yeah. growing. So people are kind of ready to get out of that and coming this way as well. So yeah. there is a growth here. There's 500 homes being built within just a couple of miles of our church mm-hmm. uh, in the next several years.
0: About to have 650 new jobs 647 right
1: here. jobs yeah. at uh, at Roper yeah. just uh, announced a few weeks ago. Yeah. So there is significant growth, though it's not huge but it's enough that's yeah that's significant it's more than anyone anticipated and so we are ready we're on the cusp of being able to see uh, the the church advance and the gospel go out and the the community i pray turned unto christ and turn uh you know uh, brought uh to him if they don't already know him and so you know that thrills me it's exciting but because of that there is spiritual warfare that will come to try to dislodge us, to yeah. try to ununify us. Uh, right. That's not a word, but but to, yeah. to divide us, you know, to,
0: to to keep us focused on the things
1: that are not as important,
0: right? Because nothing nothing would be more unattractive to people coming into our town than to see a church and people know that church is like, oh yeah, they're, they're the church that fights all the time. Yeah. that nothing is more unattractive. No yeah um, and and I think that you're right that um, God has us positioned to potentially impact the community um, for his glory and Satan wants to derail that so oh, yeah. badly and um, and one of the one of the primary ways that he could try to do that is to bring division. Oh yeah well and, and
1: so you you talking about unity Well, we've talked about unity you mentioned it a moment ago. But what we must be clear about is that unity mm-hmm. is not the same as uniformity. No, not at all. In like fact, that. I have no desire for uniformity. Uniformity mm-hmm. says we all have to be the exact same, yeah. think the exact same way, and do the exact same thing. No. no I, that I love being a Baptist because Baptists are congregational churches. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the congregation gets to determine what this church does, that's a really good thing. Yeah. Now it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. It's much it'd be much easier <laughs> for a, a group of people just to sit around a small table and say, Hey, we're gonna make all the decisions for our church. We yeah. have not done that. We yeah. will not do that as long as I'm the pastor because it's important that every person's thoughts and voice is heard yeah. and we come up with a plan that will accomplish what we've done that. We did that a few years ago with vision with the, our vision team and the vision that we created we yeah. we did that and nothing was a part of that nothing in that vision was us trying to make everyone uniform yeah. in fact i think and love that that our church is a multi-generational church because i think a multi-generational church is a titus 2 church it's yeah. a first century church
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so you know but with like in the Corinth Church, people coming from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. We're not quite as diverse. Yeah. But there are some things that are diverse in our congregation, yeah. and that is a lot of it's age diversity. Yeah. A lot of it is you know, we grew up with church this way for a long time, and because we are, we we love that, embrace that, but are not trying to only be that. Yeah. You know, oftentimes some of the things that we do songs we sing, uh, the way our service looks and some other things can seem like we are trying to be modernize and only become a modern church. Yeah. The thing is is those two things are not the banner that we're under. Right. We're not under the banner of traditionalism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not under the banner of modernism. Yeah. We are under the banner of Jesus. Amen. We're under the banner of taking the gospel to people of all ages. Yeah. But we also honed in to understand that the the average age of our area in that vision team process is 39 right and so there are things that we're doing to try and reach 39 year olds because that's the median age of our uh, area yeah but it doesn't mean that we are going to mutually exclusively be only one type of church no we're intentionally a multi-generational church absolutely trying to reach across all those things Mm -hmm to reach our community and help people to come to worship Jesus under under that banner, the banner of Jesus. Yeah. But worship Him to understand their differences strengthen that. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, they are not, uh, we are not, um, you know, trying to exclude anyone. We we want to include everyone and hear their voice so that we can be unified yeah. for the gospel. And so, I, you know, I pray that we always... Will be. I'm thankful that our church, you know, was was understanding that if we always did things the way they'd done them for, you know, uh, decades, generations yeah. and decades, yeah. that that alone wouldn't work, and we needed to make some changes. And I'm so thankful that we've been able to do that, and those have been well received. Yeah. But uh, but I also don't want people to think in any way that that means. Anyone is less significant. No,
0: not at if all. you're a
1: blood-bought, spirit-filled member of this church, you are vital.
0: Yeah,
1: you are needed. God has you here for a purpose,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we um, are here. He placed each and every one of us here.
0: Yeah,
1: from pastors who were sought out and yeah. a nationwide search, or at least a state, <laughs> maybe more nationwide with you since you we came from a you came from a different state, but yeah. You know, uh, so from that person to whoever may think their gifts are insignificant or hidden, they're not. Yeah. And God has placed each of us here for a purpose or on purpose yeah. for a purpose. And so, um, you know, that is challenging to sure it is hear everyone's voice, to do what God has called us to do. is challenging, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm committed to it because I think it is the unified church Paul is speaking about here mm-hmm. and uh, the church that we need to be so that we are effective for the gospel, that we are united and not divided yeah. so that the world can see that Jesus is lifted up here. Yeah. And uh, I pray that that will always be the case Yeah, uh, as long as I'm pastor, you know.
0: So. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, I think back to our, our mission statement is that we are a, a family of Christ followers. And I want to stop right there we're a family of Christ followers. And I think that that's a that's a fantastic picture for us to have especially on on the heels of this discussion is that we're a family. And I think about my family and now, you know, our families are a little larger than most families are and that's okay. But in 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 our family, you know, there are times where one kid needs more attention than the other. There's times where all four of the kids do something they don't want to do because the parents need us to, we, we need to do something. There are times where, as a parent, I do not I, I do things that I don't necessarily want to do because one of my children need it more than that. And I think it's a very, that's a great picture for how a multi-generational church works. That there are times when, you know, we, we do a certain event a certain way, and that speaks really loudly to a certain group. There's other times where we do a different event and it speaks really loudly to another group. But just because we're speaking really loudly to this group doesn't mean that we devalue this group at all, no. and vice versa. And, and I think that um, at, the risk, at the risk of potentially stepping on some toes, <laughs> I think it's important for us to remember that if we're going to be a part of a family of Christ followers, we have to let go of our selfishness. Mm-hmm. We, we have to let go of that. Um, knowing that it's ultimately not about me. It's ultimately not about you. It's about Christ. I love the, the picture that you painted, that we are under the banner of Christ and nothing else. Yeah. And so there's going to be compromises at times. There's mm-hmm. going to be times where we give. There's going to be times where we get more. And, and I think that that's, again, the beauty of the gospel that we're we're drawn together by the gospel and by our love for Christ and um and I I think it is beautiful like you said for us to be this picture of a Titus 2 church where we have older individuals teaching younger individuals we have younger individuals inspiring older individuals to keep going and um and I think that is a beautiful picture of what it's going to be like in heaven. I think it's a beautiful picture of what the church is supposed to be. Uh, and I think that is what we need to keep in our sights at all times. Uh, and not whether or not we we potentially prefer one thing or the other.
1: Well, and, you know, you said something that made me think, you know, are we perfect in this? No. No. <laughs> no. It, it, are, are we striving to be what we need to be so that there's no division? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, I don't want to silence anyone. I Absolutely. want to hear, yeah. uh, as hard as it may be, how we can improve because I don't want anyone feeling like we're not. But I, can I give a, you know, a great example of, uh, of an event we did recently I thought was an excellent representation. I saw some pictures. I was not invited because I'm not a lady. <laughs> um, but I saw some pictures from that yeah. event. It was a, a ladies, uh, it was what Kim did yeah, recently, the, the sewing, the sewing, sewing event, yeah. where they made little koozies for uh, bowls, mm-hmm. you know, either ice cream bowls or, or to keep cold or um, koozies like a to soup keep bowl, up, yeah. soup bowl warm. Yeah. And we've already used the two that our, <laughs> yeah. my girls made. So uh, since then, that was a beautiful picture of what I think our church could be Yeah, because Caroline was there, um, maybe, maybe the youngest her her and yeah. Sophie. Yeah. Sophie the have, yeah. youngest ones there. All the way up to um, some of our wonderful senior adult ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything in between. Yeah. I love that, man. It's like, yes,
0: this is yeah. this is what this is the
1: church. This is it. This is the church. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? Like it was a great picture because they're teaching each other how to sew. Mm-hmm. And so what was cool is because I could see the pictures. The pictures spoke volumes, as I see older teaching younger, and sometimes younger teaching older. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that is a, a <laughs> microcosm of the whole thing. But Absolutely. you know, a, a nice, you know, uh, small example. But what I pray and hope that our church will always be mm-hmm. um, all ages helping one another to see Jesus more mm-hmm. and to grow and into. What he's called us to be and to yeah. do what he's called us to do.
0: Yeah,
1: but that takes effort on everybody's part.
0: Absolutely, it does. Yeah,
1: it it's not just something that we can, <clears throat> um, systematize or yeah. make happen from a leadership perspective. Down. Yeah, it's something that everyone has to has to say. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone sometimes mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I'm going to go to this event where I may be the youngest person there. Mm -hmm. It was funny because Lottie's like, or not Lottie, but Caroline was like um, concerned about she might be the only young person there (laughs) or whatever. It's like, who cares? Yeah. (laughs) There are awesome ladies there. Get to know them. And she had a great time. So Yeah. She had to step out of her comfort zone is what I'm trying to convey. And so when we do that, we'll, we'll, we'll experience things that we'll love and enjoy that we never knew we would if we didn't yeah. make that step ourselves and effort ourselves. And you're right. This is not. This is not the Derek show. Yeah, the, you know, um, if we were, if I was leading according to Derek's preferences, mm-hmm. everything would look completely different. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of a, a a a congregation, a family. Yeah, that was so intentional in that in that vision team process. Yeah to use the word family of Christ followers, to use that because that's what we wanted to convey and, and to be. And so um, this has been longer than we need it to be and probably sorry. need to cut it off. But no, but it is you know, it's something I'm passionate about. And it's hard because, you know, I can't always talk about that all yeah. the time, you know. Sure. But hopefully maybe this um, podcast will help people to see. Yeah. what are we trying to do here we're trying to honor Christ to yeah. honor the banner of Christ and use our gifts and our differences so that Christ be exalted mm-hmm. and our community be reached for his name and for his glory absolutely that's that's what this is yeah and it's for everyone not just a certain group but everyone yeah and I am the pastor that God God is calling me to be the shepherd of this church of every single person in the church right. right. And I strive to do that, um, with God's help, you know, and with 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 the help of other leaders, because yeah. there's no way you could do it all on your own. And so, yeah, it's it's something I'm passionate about, and something I think this this message helped us to see, yeah, you know, the importance sure. of it. And we're not the only church,
0: yeah.
1: You know, there there are much messier churches, as <laughs> the Church of Corinth shows. Yeah, and I know of messier churches. Uh, yeah. Today for sure, but yeah, we're all going to be a little messy because we got people in it. Yeah, we're and all people. It just people. gets messy. Yeah, we're all and, But I pray that God would use our mess and inform form it into this beautiful gospel
0: thing mm-hmm. that
1: will will last um, and make a big difference. Yeah, so. for sure.
0: sure. That's all I got. That's good. That's good stuff. Well, there's a lot to unpack there and uh, we would love for you to think through that and let's talk about it together. Let's have a conversation about what does it look like and what does it mean for us to uh, chase after and pursue unity with the gifts that god has given us here at the body in, as the body of christ and so you can interact with us you can email uh the path at lafayette you could be one of the first like five people to ever email that email address um that, that's still that title is still available uh, but the path at lafayette or you can comment right on this youtube video and we would love to interact with you please share this so that we can uh maybe reach some more people help more people uh hear the word of god and um, We hope to see you next time as you join us on the path. Until then, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we will see you next time as we continue down the path.